Uh, tomorrow, spring begins, so I wore my nice spring-colored shirt today uh, to celebrate life. Uh, that's what spring is all about, and that's what we're about as a church family, is to help people experience uh, the fullness of life in Christ. And today, we're going to be in the book of Luke again. So if you've got a Bible, you can turn to Luke 19. Uh, we're going to be diving into a, a, an account, uh, an interaction between Jesus and this wealthy man. If you grew up in church, like especially when you were a little kid, uh, you probably heard this story before. But hopefully we'll be able to see it with some new eyes today. Uh, because this whole section that we've been in, and even leading up to Easter Sunday, uh, Jesus is kind of on this mission, uh, you might say. He's on a mission to help people see the world differently. And so he turns things upside down uh, on what uh, they should be. Kind of a role reversal or uh, things that should be aren't and things that aren't are. And, and that's what his mission is, is about, is to help people see things very differently. And I think about role reversals in our own society today. Uh, you think about shows like Undercover Boss, where the CEO uh, goes and becomes an, a regular employee uh, to see how his or her business uh, is running and operating. And, and then at the end of the story, uh, he gives the manager an all-expenses paid trip to Hawaii pays for the college tuition of somebody, and then someone quits because they need to pursue another uh, job. That's usually how it happens. Or, or even uh, Darth Vader. We, we know and love Darth Vader. We thought he was a bad guy. But then at the end, he was a good guy. Wanted to be a good father. He wanted to be Luke's father. He was Luke's father. So you've got that. And then if you, if you love cars... Not, not necessarily, like, if you love the show, the movie Cars, but if you like cars, vehicles, uh, you know this franchise that seemingly will never end, Fast and Furious. And the main character, Vin Diesel, you know, bald, uh, kind of like me, and big, kind of like me, uh, he, he starts out, it's the beginning of spring, I have to do what I can. He starts out as the bad guy, then he kind of becomes a good guy, then he's a bad guy again, and who knows where he'll be on F10. Uh, but, but role reversals, and, and we see that all the time, even, and you please wait until I finish the statements before you speak, okay, on this one. Even people like Dolly Parton, who Dolly Parton, in the, in the 70s, like, Top of her game, 80s, 9 to 5, that movie, if you're old enough to remember that. And then sort of country music and she kind of fell by the wayside. And now, today, she's as big as ever. Everybody and their brother wants to sing with her. Uh, she's on TV all the time. Of course, she's got Dollywood. Uh, but, but she's come back with a vengeance and she's everywhere. Role reversals. How things sometimes change and we don't expect it. That's what Jesus is about. And that's what we're going to see today uh, from a man who no one expected him to become who he became. And so Luke 19, we're going to read verses 1 through 10 uh, about the infamous Zacchaeus. Verse 1 of 19 says this. He entered Jericho, that's Jesus. Uh, and he was passing through. And there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was. 
But on account of the crowd, he could not, because he was, a, he was small of stature. And so he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today, salvation has come to this house, since he is also a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. This section of Luke is sort of the, the big moment. Right after this, you have the triumphal, it's easy, I'm having a tough time talking today. The triumphal entry and, and, and then you see he cleanses the temple, and then ultimately he's crucified. That's where we're headed on Easter Sunday, in case you are unaware of that might happen. We're going to talk about the cross and the resurrection on Easter. But in this moment, it's sort of the, the highlight. It, it's the moment of the book that draws everything together. Because over the last three or four episodes of Jesus' encounter with these people, He's helping us see what he's really all about. And Zacchaeus, sort of in one man, showcases the previous four episodes in one scene. He gives us insight into everything that Jesus has been talking about as he's passed by, as he's gone through on his way to Jericho. Think about a few weeks ago, we talked about the Pharisee and the tax collector and their prayer. How one was blinded by his pride, thought he was better than everyone else and thanked God that he was better than everyone else. And the tax collector who was humbled by his sin and could do nothing but say, Lord, I'm a sinner. Stand in the shadows. And Jesus said, this is the one who is justified. The one who humbles himself before me. And then in a section we didn't look at, but we'll look at in a few weeks after Easter about children coming to Jesus, that we must come to Christ with childlike faith, with full abandon, like children running into the arms of their parents without fear, only with hope. And then the rich young man, which we've looked at a number of times over the last several years, a man who believed he had done everything he needed to do but he couldn't do the one thing that he must do. And that's follow Jesus by faith. Give up everything that he possessed and follow Jesus by faith. And now we come to Zacchaeus. After Jesus had walked by the opposite end of the spectrum socially and economically, the blind beggar, who knew that Jesus could heal him, knew Jesus was the Messiah, 
And so we see this constant back and forth with Jesus about him approaching those who think they have it all and those who have nothing. And here he comes to Zacchaeus who has it all. This short man. And, and in ancient world, most people were shorter than they are today. Back then, the average height was probably 5'5", five, 5'6", five, 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 for men. I have a great friend uh, who uh, I worked with in Orlando who was, you know, 5'7", on a great day. And he would always say, uh, I'm the height of Jesus. Because Jesus was short and those men were short. So I, I'm more like Jesus than you are, David. You just keep telling yourself that. Keep telling yourself that. But, but Zacchaeus was probably then really short, you know, maybe only five feet tall uh, as a man. And so he couldn't see through the crowd. It was a lot of people. Jesus brought a crowd wherever he went. And so he has a brilliant idea, a brilliant idea. I'm going to run ahead and I'm going to climb into a sycamore tree. And now you may or may not know what a sycamore tree looks like, but uh, this is what one might look like. Uh, and you see how it's very low to the ground. Its trunk is very wide and its branches start very low on the trunk. And so it would be relatively easy for anyone to climb, particularly probably a, a man in middle age who didn't have long legs and may not be mobile, flexible, like most of us in this room, not flexible. And so it might have been easier, but here's the funny part of that. How many of you that are, I hate to even give a number, how many of you that are adults are excited about climbing trees? No one in their right mind, once you hit a certain age, is excited about climbing a tree. The, the willpower, the, the mind might be there, but the body sure isn't. And, and so I want you to point your attention to something very important here that we probably have all missed growing up. Zacchaeus does a very childlike thing when he climbs in that tree. Not something that a tax collector, a man of prestige does in a community. But he was so determined to get to Jesus that he does something that's humbling for a man of his position. Childlike, might we say. And so the question for you and me as we think about our own desire to get close to Jesus, what are you doing? Are you doing what it takes to get close to Jesus? Is Jesus and your relationship with him such a high priority that you will reprioritize, even humble yourself, might I say embarrass yourself, so that you can draw close to him? I know that might have hit a toenail or two. Because if we're honest with ourselves most of the time, we're not willing to do what it takes we're going to do what we want to get to Jesus. And here you see this man with all the money in the world, all the authority in the world in his community, and he does something very childlike so that he can get close to Jesus. 
And it works. It works. Jesus comes up on him, looks his way, and he says, Zacchaeus, hurry and come on down for I must stay at your house today. Now, if you grew up in church and you went to VBS or kids Sunday school or anything like that, you've heard this in lyrical version. You've heard a song about Zacchaeus. But, but probably what you heard and what you saw was this. You come on down. You come on down. For I'm going to your house today. And you probably did a motion with your finger like this. That's not what Jesus does here. Now let's don't like get mad at all of our kindergarten Sunday school teachers. <laughs> but Jesus says, hurry and come on down. Come down, come on. I must go to your house today. I must we got to have dinner together. I, I want to hang out with you because what did Zacchaeus need? Of anybody in that society, Zacchaeus was missing something because of who he was and what his profession was. Zacchaeus didn't have a friend. He was hated among his own people for being a tax collector. And so can you imagine for someone who had no friends, had everything that he needed except one thing, a friend, and Jesus, this popular figure, this one who, who may or may not be the Messiah, comes up and says, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to dinner tonight. Can you imagine what that did for his soul just that Jesus would recognize him, would see him, would honor him in that way. And so I want to encourage you here today, if you don't have a friend, you don't think you have a friend, let me remind you, Jesus sees you. And he wants to come to your house today. Don't worry if it's messy. He expects it to be so. But Zacchaeus, for the first time perhaps in his adult life, had someone want to come to his house. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the joy? And so that's what it says. He received him joyfully. Zacchaeus was over the moon because Jesus wanted to hang out with him. That word joyfully is a, is a theme in Luke, a sub-theme in Luke, and I don't want to get into all of it, but Luke uses that phrase a lot in his book. And so as you're reading through Luke, sometimes pay attention to how many times you see joyfully. Zacchaeus was excited. He was thrilled to have this encounter with Jesus, to, to sit down and meet with Jesus. But here's the problem. Zacchaeus had great difficulty getting to Jesus the first time, right? He couldn't get through the crowd because he was short and everybody was in his way. And so he ran ahead. Now he has no problem getting to Jesus. 
I imagine that crowd parted like the Red Sea when Zacchaeus came down from that tree. And the whole time he walked through the crowd to get to Jesus, all you hear is grumbling when they saw it. Grumbling and fussing. Why is he so special? Doesn't Jesus know he's a sinner? Oh, he's just having dinner with Zacchaeus because Zacchaeus has got all the money. I know we've never said anything like that. I know we've never done anything like that when someone who is far from God takes a step toward God. What an indictment on the nation of Israel in this moment. What an indictment on that community. May that never be so of us. Because the great question for you and me is do we celebrate when someone who is far from God, someone unexpected, takes a step towards Jesus? Do we celebrate that or do we grumble? How could they be here? Why would they come are you serious? Not them. Do we celebrate when people take steps towards Jesus? That's what I wish this passage would have said, but it helps us see the reality of who we are as people. That we're so often easy to judge and so slow to celebrate. And so let's be a people who celebrate when others take steps towards Jesus. And so Zacchaeus and Jesus make it to his house and they have dinner. And we don't have all the detail of the dinner, but at some point in the dinner, Zacchaeus stands up and makes this bold declaration that he's going to give half his money to the poor. And if he's, if he's wronged anyone, he's going to repay them fourfold. Now, I know all of you are experts in the book of Numbers because that's where he got this from. This concept that he's talking about, giving half away and repaying fourfold, is actually found in the law of Moses. And the harshest penalty is to repay someone fourfold if you've defrauded them. So Zacchaeus is willing to take on the harshest penalty on himself if he's messed anyone over and pay them back the maximum allowed by the law. Because, oh, by the way, Zacchaeus is an Israelite. And Jesus came first to save the nation of Israel, to save the people of Israel. That's why it's important that he says Zacchaeus is a son of Abraham because he's pointing his readers, his listeners, his audience to say, I came first for the Jew and then the Gentile. I want my own people to experience salvation. And here is one who's got it. Who knows the Old Testament. Who knows the law from the book of Numbers, from Exodus. He knows what he should do. And now finally, he's going to do it not because he's a wealthy man. Not because now all of a sudden he can repay all this and he's gotten something and so he's going to buy his way into heaven. No. The reason why he makes this declaration is because he's found faith in Jesus Christ. His hope is now in a Savior. 
Not because he was the son of Abraham. Not because he's a part of the covenant. No, he's had an encounter with Jesus Christ. And he sees that he was once lost and now he's saved. He was once blind and now he sees. He came to Jesus like a child in a tree. And Jesus received him, became his friend. His faith wasn't in Abraham. It wasn't in the law. No, it was in Jesus. Zacchaeus is the sinner that represents all of us, the sinner who needs salvation. And Jesus didn't come to reform the synagogue. He didn't come to prove the Pharisees wrong, that all their righteousness was wrong. He didn't come to usher in a military or political kingdom. No, he came to bring salvation to the lost. And Zacchaeus in one man shows us the mission of Jesus, to seek and to save the lost. To seek and to save the lost. That we can't get there on our own righteousness. But we're simply blind beggars who need a savior. And so as you and I think about this children's story that we've seen and heard sung, the big question for us today is not how tall is Zacchaeus, uh, not what do sycamore trees look like, not what do they have for dinner, because I'm sure it was good, because Zacchaeus was rich, and it was a great meal, I'm sure. The, the question you and I have to answer is, have you received the joy of salvation only found in Jesus? That's the question of this passage. That's the question of Jesus' ministry. Have you, found, have you found the joy of salvation only through him? Because Jesus desires a relationship with you and me. He's asking us to come down from the tree so that he may receive us and we may receive him by faith. And so if you've never trusted Jesus as your savior, I want to invite you to do that today. At the end, when after I pray, we're going to sing a song. And during that time, there's going to be some of us standing down front here. There'll be some who will come and pray uh, about things that are going on in their life. But if you've never trusted Jesus as your Savior, I want to give you that opportunity today to come and share with one of us to say, I need Jesus. I've tried to do everything on my own. I, I've tried to make it right. I've tried to be good and I can't do it. I need a savior. I need Jesus. This whole place will erupt, but more importantly, heaven will rejoice when you say, you know what? I'm lost, but I want to be found. So have you received salvation today? And for those of you that have received the joy of salvation, I know many in this room and online you have then the question for you and me is the question of Zacchaeus. If salvation has come to your house, then how is your life different? 
We see immediately how Zacchaeus' life is different. Can you imagine the next day at the office, at the tax collector booth? Like, what a day that would be. Like, that would be a moment in time I'd like to just go and watch what happened. Because Zacchaeus is still a tax collector. And so what is he going to do the next day? Collect taxes, thank you. It's no trick questions here. It's pretty easy most of the time. He's going to collect taxes, but can you imagine? He's going to be fair. He's going to be kind. He might even tell the story of how he climbed up in a tree like a crazy man to see Jesus and how Jesus changed his life. He's still going to collect taxes because that's his job, but how he does that is going to be oh so different the next day. And so how is your life different Are you bringing joy wherever you go? Are you pointing other sinners? Because we don't stop sinning just because we have the joy of salvation. Are we bringing other sinners along and celebrating with them when they take steps towards Jesus? Are we seeking those who need salvation? Are are we living lives that honor our Heavenly Father? Are we generous? Are we gracious and kind? Do people want to go to dinner with us? They wanted to go to dinner with Jesus. Do they want to go to dinner with you? Perhaps your greatest testimony could be people want to hang out with me because I'm like Jesus. That's a great calling. That's the greatest compliment you could get. And so how is your life different because of Jesus? Zacchaeus' life turned upside down. And this one who was hated by all experienced love from the Savior. And so today, have you experienced the joy of salvation? If not, today, salvation has come to your house. It's here. He is waiting for you. Receive him by faith and then make our lives different forever. Will you pray with me?